Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 15, with your hosts Claude and Justin. What's up, people? How's it going, guys? We're back with another awesome, exciting episode. This is episode 303, Further Instructions. And uh, if you ask me, the instructions should have read, don't air this episode. <laughs> because this was one of the worst episodes in a long, long time. Um, and uh, not because, not for lack of trying, just, uh, well, maybe for lack of trying. I don't know. Why did it suck, Justin? Why did it suck? Uh, it's hard to put my finger on uh, specifically why it sucked. I I think I can point to a few things. First of all, even though stuff happened, it really feels like nothing happened. That's a big one. It felt like, yeah, and I think the big, to me, what really killed, what really, you know, the last nail in the in the coffin for this episode was the contradictory information we get towards the end of the episode and how the revelations um, seem to make sense, but when you really think about them, it, everything we've known before and the theories, you know, a big theory that we've come to sort of believe um, is it, sort of mumbled and jumbled up uh, in a very strange fashion with the sort of revelations we get concerning Locke. Um, so to me, that killed it. But um, Yeah, it just, it kind of reminded me of... It didn't. It just didn't seem like a complete episode. It felt like, it felt like there should be more. When the ending came, I just, I couldn't believe it was actually over. I, I was just like, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I was, re- I was ready for it to be over. I was, I mean, after the first like, after the first like ten minutes, I was just pissed. I was mad. And then, like, by the end, I was just, like, beyond pissed. I'm just like, you call this an episode? I guess what was what's really frustrating is that it had a lot of good stuff, but the good stuff was stupid. <laughs> you know? It was just, like, stupid and infuriating. And it's yeah. not like, you know, it's not like those Sun and Jen episodes where, like, and, and, you know, Rose and Bernard episodes where it's just sort of, like, boring and uninteresting. Right. There was interesting stuff, you know? I guess it's, like... You know, if you have a kid who's, like, a straight-A student, and then they, like, you know, do something stupid, you're more mad than the, you know, the black sheep kid who always makes C's and D's. Yeah. You know, because you expect, you know, those to suck, and that kid to not do well. But when the when there's good stuff, and, you know, and it, it doesn't reach its potential, you know, then that's when you're really mad. And that was, I guess for me, I had really high expectations for this episode, and, you know, I knew it was about Locke. I knew he was going to see Boone. And I knew he was yeah. going to get some message from the island. And I just, I really thought that that was going to be a really crazy and interesting new island mystery to explore. <laughs> and, uh... Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of hopes, too. You know, I love the title, Further Instructions. It lent itself to a lot of things yeah. that they didn't do. No. <laughs> No, um, they really didn't. They just didn't. They did not do what I was expecting. Even though, I mean, I don't want them to do actually like directly what I expected, but they just did so much less. Yeah. Like w- the further instructions were just so crappy. Like very crappy. I mean, like that's it. Ugh, clean up your mess. Like. <laughs> I, I, 
Like the island is like the mother now. Exactly. You clean up your mess. Exactly. You can't go play until you clean up your toys. You gotta make that bed, Mr. Locke. Like, it's, yeah, it's... Yeah. I can't okay. even... I can't so, even... It's so disappointing. And yet, whatever, there's still a few things to talk about. I'm really interested to find out what all the contradictions are. I haven't really thought it through well enough to figure out what the contradictions oh, are. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. So there's contradictions. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah. Um, so, let me just start off with a quick observation. Um, okay. The opening of this episode is a direct echo, I think, of the pilot. Um, of course. With uh, Locke waking up in the jungle and Desmond playing the role of Vincent. Uh, so, ah! running by. Both, both naked, yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I really expected Vincent to run by. That would have made it really weird, but uh, yeah. Uh, but Desmond runs by so that somebody can run by. I guess um, that was pretty weird. Um, and you know, we talked about last week. You know, whatever might have happened to them. This episode doesn't say shit about it either. Um, yeah. Somehow they just like ended up in these different places, and I, I mean, well. Locke wakes up mute, and Desmond seems to have, you know, awakened very close to him. Um, and then Echo presumably was was somewhat close, but he was just, of course, taken by the bear. Right. Um, so they presumably were all in the same general vicinity when they, after the implosion. Yeah, which, I know. Uh, we need, I know. Which no we need to appreciate that, but when when he said like. It looks like it imploded. Like, you know, uh, that word implosion is a very specific word. And, you know, Justin and I talked about this uh, the other day off podcast because um, I read somewhere, I think it was TV.com, that, that sort of said, um, yeah. in this episode, we'll see what happens after the hatch imploded. And I'm like, wow, that's a very strange thing to say, you know. Because in, in general, generally speaking, oh, geez, um... You know, the word explosion is, is a general term. If something blows up, you can say explosion, you know. But saying implosion or imploded is a very particular thing. Uh, so I was really surprised that, uh, that that's where they're going with that whole thing. Um, yeah, I agree. And the fact that Locke would call it an implosion, uh, which is, of course, you know, instead of a violent collapse outward, it's a violent collapse inward. Yeah. Um, you know, so should we talk about? Let's talk about the the hatch real quick. Uh, Man, did they brush over that shit quick? Yeah, I guess. Ooh, I guess it imploded. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, moving along, moving right along. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, we'll ring right along. Good. Anyway, uh, yeah. The thing about the thing. Okay, the thing about an implosion. That well, okay. When something explodes, you know, it ha- there's a hole is broken up into many, many pieces and, and, you know, thrown across an area, right? And so that's a good way to get rid of an object because it shatters it into many pieces and it's not there anymore, you know. Uh, but for whatever reason, the hatch imploded, which means the matter collapsed in on itself, yet the matter was gone. It wasn't there anymore. I don't understand what kind of implosion would would irradiate the matter in that way. It it should have 
collapsed it into a big hunk of metal. I thought there was stuff there. I didn't see anything but a ditch. I thought there That's was stuff there. That's all I saw. There. Like metal no, stuff. I didn't see any metal fragments at all. I saw a ditch. Hmm. If there were metal fragments, there should have been a lot more. Because that was a big, hulking structure full of tons of concrete, tons of metal, and all other kinds of uh, material. And the fact that it imploded, that they're specifically calling it an implosion, and there's no significant traces of it, uh, you know, matter has to go somewhere. It doesn't just disappear. So I don't know if they're trying to say that uh, that the implosion opened up some type of vortex or some type of wormhole or some type of place where the the, ma- the physical matter of the hatch could have gone into. Uh, I don't know what they're what they're thinking that is or what they're trying to get across with that. Um, but that's that's very strange. It would it have been a lot easier to say it exploded, um, you know, than to say it imploded. Well, even if it exploded, I mean, would that explain why nothing was there? Even though I do think well, something the there. pieces the pieces would have been shattered all around, potentially, you know, from however many hundreds or thousands of yards away, there could have been pieces of the uh, pieces of the hatch there. That's the thing with an explosion. You know, you're not going to see all the pieces in one area. They're going to be spread out everywhere. So you can get away with not showing all the pieces. But when it implodes, you know, all the pieces should be where the implosion happened because it collapsed in on itself. Mm -hmm. It didn't explode outward. That's my point. Yeah, I wish I had a... I wish I had a... The second time I saw it, I thought I saw something, but whatever. Um, Uh... But, I mean, it's pretty weird that they were all standing in that place when it yeah. imploded, and yet they all survived and ended up in different places, and, you know, the thing is, is you know, sort of completely gone. I mean, that's yeah, really exactly. weird. I mean, the fact that they survived without any, you know, injuries... Um, is a big question and how that could have possibly happened. I mean, I mean, it, you know, I want to I wanna believe that it sort of imploded everything that was non-biological, you know? Um, so that's why that they were a lot... Now, why I would do that, I have no rational idea. But I'm just trying to see how they could survive an implosion like that I mean, potentially, the forces that cause the implosion... I mean, like, an implosion, you know, it typically is caused by outside forces, you know, on an object. So, basically, potentially, the the electromagnetic energy, you know, collapsed in on itself and, you know, basically pushed in the hatch into whatever... I don't know. But, um, you know... But they should have been exposed to those forces as well. As well. Yeah. Now I maybe mean, that, what sort of thing? What could that thing do that would transport them elsewhere? Well, I think. Yeah, I don't know if the island protected them. The island. Yeah, I don't know what happened with that whole thing. I mean, obviously there's something going on. The island seems, in, you know, vested in and and Echo's well-being. Still looks seems interested in Locke. There's a weird thing going on with Desmond. So maybe the island has something to do with the fact that they didn't die in this thing. 
Um, uh, the fact that Desmond's clothes were gone, I think, is 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 somewhat important. Uh, the fact that he was the only one that was without clothes. Yeah. Uh, and he also has this strange uh, knowledge of the future. Right. Um, so I don't know if if we're even supposed to believe that he like glimpsed the future or went to the future for a brief period of time and experienced something. Uh, got in touch with a parallel universe. I mean, all these things that are, sound really crappy. <laughs> you know, like these are the re- these are the only things I can come up with. Yeah. You know? I assumed um, that he had a vision of the future, or there was something along the lines of, like, Walt stuff, where he was like, you know, of course, I guess Walt stuff, well, I don't know what to say about that. It seemed, it seemed like with Locke, it was more like a mind reading, but then he said, don't open it, like he knew what was going to happen, but mm-hmm. I think... Uh, yeah, and maybe the fact that he does this is connected somehow with him being naked, and the, and the fact that he was he was the one that turned the thing uh, somehow made it affect him differently. Um, yeah, it's really I, bizarre, and I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, some people uh, seem to be saying maybe he actually went to the future, and so that he that's why he knows whatever. But I mean, I don't. I mean, that just seems weird. Like, because he, he's not even there. He's like off somewhere else when he actually makes a speech, like throwing rocks in the. Ocean. He's not that far away. I mean, I yeah, think but he's not really good. listening. I, I mean, he seems too far away. Like, Locke's not like speaking that loudly. He doesn't seem to be paying attention. It seems well. Really- he obviously heard the speech. I mean, he was. He's definitely heard the speech. I mean, he referenced it, and he was close enough to have heard it. I mean, right? I mean, even if. The way they shot the scene or whatever, it was sort of weird, but... I mean, do you think he really didn't hear the speech? I don't think he could have from where he was. My my sense was that he knew it was going to happen, but he didn't actually... He he wasn't close enough to... He, it just didn't seem like he was close enough to really hear it. Hmm. To me. Yeah, yeah. It can, it can almost go either way for me, but the fact that he references it... And then, and then, especially since like Charlie made the point of saying, "Ooh, good speech," you know. <laughs> I mean, because like they never—that was that was so stupid. You know, it reminded me of that thing you were telling me about. Um, uh, what is that show? Uh, Sunset Strip. Uh, oh, Studio Sixty. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Where you know they keep building up like this, this someone being really funny, and then when they have to show it, it just doesn't live up to the hype. Like I feel like this yeah. is some weird version of that where his speech was pretty crappy, and then they have Charlie say, "Oh wow, what a great speech!" So like, yeah, that's the thing. Like when Lot gave his speech, I really you know people on the show talk like that all the time. And I, you know, and obviously it's technically a speech, but I don't really consider it a speech, you know. So when he said it, you know, I wasn't really thinking of anything. Then Charlie goes, "Ah, good speech," and that's, you know, it's it's to let everybody know that that's exactly what Desmond was referring to. Yeah. You know, just in case you missed it, people, this is what he was referring to. And then we get that close up of, of Hurley looking at Desmond. Right. Oh, dude, he knew the future. Yeah. Like. You know, Desmond's um, not even looking. That's the other thing. Desmond wasn't even looking in that direction. To me, to me, Desmond seemed like he could have been listening. Like obviously, he's whatever, and he's throwing the rocks. But uh, it, I feel like he was sort of listening in on what was going on. I mean, you know, 
We'll see if they do anything more with this Desmond of the future thing. Yeah, I'll, maybe they'll do as much with it as they did with Walt's stuff. It'll just be like, it'll be like a season later. We'll be like, who cares? Well, the thing, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you're right. I was gonna say, you know, what's the point of this if they're not gonna do something with it? But it's like, well, what's the point of the lot of the Walt thing? Yeah, you know. I mean, it did seem um, to suggest like, well, why the they, point of the Walt thing was definitely. I think the main point in that, with that, especially since they don't look like they'll ever deal with it again, was just to add suspense to his opening the hatch. Yeah. Uh, now, the Desmond thing seems a little bit different because, you know, I mean, unless it's just trying... But that's the thing. All they did was confirm what Locke was going to say anyway. So it seems like there's more going on. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. That, I mean, he'll probably do it again or something, but I just, I don't know. <laughs> There's definitely a reason he was naked. There's that, de- you know, I I don't think they would just do that. Oh, let's just have him naked, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think there was definitely a reason for that. So we'll find out. Um Locke is mute. Who do you want to talk about next? Locke or Echo? I mean, they're sort of related. Yeah, but... they really are. Um, um I mean, this it, is Locke's it's... episode. Uh Well, the only thing I want to say about Echo real quick, yeah, is Echo in relationship to the bear. Um, that's stupid. Echo what? In relationship to the bear. What do you mean? Like, the fact that the bear took him? Yeah. That's stupid. Isn't it, though? I... I've I have never... I mean, I'm not a zoologist, like I love to say. <laughs> I'm but... sorry, hold on. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I know it's on my business card. <laughs> Oddly enough, that's... Go ahead. Okay. Um, that's, that's, we should trademark that. We really should trademark some of that crap we say. <sighs> um, I, you know, I just, I've never heard of, of any type of bear, like, getting prey and dragging <laughs> it back to its lair. Like, that, to me, that's so ridiculous. And alive like that, and then, like, and then we're supposed to believe that the bear, the bear got... <laughs> Oh, I know. God. Wait, follow me on this it's illogical. It's funny to even imagine how that happened. I... Follow me on this illogical path, okay? Here we go. The bear grabs grabs Echo, <laughs> drags him like you know, drags him in a way where it's not hurting him. Does I it guess. drag him or does it like sling him over its back or something? I think it's yeah. I think it. I think the bear has a saddle. And it made it, it 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 held Echo at gunpoint and made him get on his saddle on its back, and the bear and Echo galloped to the cave. Um, that's just about as ridiculous. Um, no, okay. The bear grabs Echo, drags him, but in some sort of way to where like it does he's not hurt, you know? Because it didn't seem like you know the bear like you know you know, bit his leg or his foot or his mm-hmm. arm to drag him. He didn't seem that injured. No. But maybe. We'll see. He just but anyway, sort of drag- mildly injured. Dragged him delicately to the lair, right? <laughs> okay. But after dragging him to the lair, at some in-between time, it attacks an antelope or whatever that deer type thing yeah, is. Yeah, right, right. It attacks that, but then leaves. Yeah. <laughs> of course. To go back to the cave to wait no for No time Locke. to eat. I've got to drag this. It's, this is an active kill. Shut yeah, up, Locke. But this is, this is a take it home and don't kill it kill. Yeah, okay. And then, let's go ahead and talk about this. Then we get to the cave and we see that not only is the bear eating humans for no apparent reason, <laughs> but it's also eating some former Dharma members. Right. 
uh, quite a few of them, it seemed like. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's maybe that's how Dharma, um, <laughs> uh, you know, was was destroyed. The mystery the bear, solved. The bear, the bear ate, ate them all. You know, the bear ate them all, and the vaccine was it, you, it. The sickness was created to kill the bears. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what the sickness it is. It all makes sense now. So, but then the question is, why did they let? I mean, the bears were dharma first, right? They, I mean, don't we all? The bears think? are too smart. The bears are too smart. They are the smart. They're the Einsteins of the bear world. Oh God! Speak- Which to me, I mean, what does that even? I mean, relatively speaking, what does that even mean? Like the Einstein of the ant world doesn't mean it's a smart ant, you know? Like it's still pretty stupid compared to us, you know? So the Einstein of the bear world doesn't really. What does that mean in comparison to our intelligence? It's not, you know, it's not, re- it's relating how smart it is to bears, not how smart it is to us. Yeah. You know? Well, so I, it's think, like, I think bears are, I mean, for ant, I mean, compared to ant, they're certainly pretty smart. I, I mean. I think, I mean, yeah, I think they're probably, they're probably in the middle range of animals. I mean, they're not dolphins, they're not elephants. Yeah. You know, who are the sort of smart, smarter animals, right. animals up there. Um... I don't know, I just thought it was a weird comment. The smart but, monkeys. Um, Charlie was very irritating in this episode, as usual. Well, is give me an episode when he's not irritating. I know, though. I know. But all of his comments just, like, made me, yeah. like, really... It seemed like, he's, it seemed like he's acting. Yeah. Like he's, like, he's pretending to be Charlie or something. Yeah. Like, like so many of the things he says, particularly in this episode, it's just like... Those are just quintessential Charlie things to say. He's not. It's like he's not being himself. It's like he's pretending to be himself. Right. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like Kate's one-liners, where she just didn't seem to buy her own like yeah. lines. And I, I get yeah. It's, I, I see what you mean. It seems like he's getting to that place where he doesn't really believe in it anymore. He's just exactly. sort of like yeah. Like, He's just doing it and saying it and whatever. Yeah, like, so yeah, it's like all those one-liners in those situations just didn't. I don't know. It seemed ridiculous. Like, I hate to tell you, Locke, but you're bald. Shut up. Yeah. Well, I I, I I did like that a little bit because you know Locke brings up the hairspray. And he's like, I hate to tell you, and Locke says it's not, he cuts him off and says it's not for me, and Charlie just laughs. You know, which was a, it, he's you know, so basically Locke disarmed him before he could get out that comment. Yeah, and I sort of felt like Charlie was laughing at himself because Locke knew what he was going to say. So Charlie's like, "Wow, I'm that predictable." Yeah, <laughs> you know, because you are Charlie, you, you are that are. predictable. God. Yeah, um, the whole thing. You want to speak to the sun? You want to speak to the trees? I hear the greats like. Sh- yeah, God, I hear the trees you. are good listeners. In case yeah. you didn't remember, I hate when they do that. In case you didn't remember, you punched me in the face when I did this. And... <laughs> yeah, that's that's another one of those. Uh, we should give a name for when the writers, you know, point out the obvious. Yeah, uh, I gotta we gotta come up with a name for that. I don't, I don't know what to call it, but uh, and I wanted to point out to Charlie, he punched you not because not because you took heroin, but because you took the baby. He didn't seem to remember that. Well, he said it. He was like, you punched me in the face, and then you accused me of taking hair. You know, he, it was okay the way he said it, but it made it imply that he was punching him because of heroin. Yeah. You know, which is, actually, you know, obviously not true. He was punching him because you were, he was being a crazy lunatic. Yeah, exactly. He was endangering the life of a baby. I mean, I don't think he, he needed baby. to, but Charlie needs to understand why it happened. It wasn't because of the heroin. 
Yeah, God, Charlie. Ugh. Anyway, so the whole bear thing, I think, is one of the worst stuff. I mean, it's right up there with, with, um, right up there with Sawyer and the frog, and yeah. Sawyer and the boar. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's one of the worst subplots. <laughs> it's the that new I've... like animal doing something ridiculous subplot. Exactly, exactly. Animal doing some, and I gotta wonder if this bear, if these bears are not being controlled by the island. I mean, the fact that the bear looks so fake. Wow. I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's just because they can't get a polar bear to do the acting, or yeah, you know, if when I was watching this, I thought of the movie The Edge with the. Uh... You know, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin, yeah. A huge part of that movie, they're battling this bear. And as I recall, the bear in that It was movie a real bear. really real. They were using real bear. It was a real bear. I remember Yeah, maybe they it. did. Maybe they just used a real bear. Because I'm like, God, if it had been like that, it would have been so much better. But it really does. Like, and, and the way they shoot it makes it seem like they're trying to sort of hide the bear as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't know if... if it's it's weird because you know on a show like this the bear could be supernatural and that and that could explain why it looks like that you know like they could they could have used a real bear or they could make it look more real but they're specifically trying to make it look sort of weird because it's supernatural so it's like I don't know whether to, to believe it's supernatural or, or just really bad graphics yeah you know I, I'm thinking the latter. Yeah, me too. Sadly. I mean, I think there's a chance it's sort of controlled by the island, but I don't think it's really a supernatural bear. Do you think it's smoky at all? No. I do. Uh, yeah. I I, I had that thought, but I don't think so. Why Smokey would be eating Dharma members. (laughs) I mean, I just don't buy that a bear, especially that there's other animals on the island to eat. There's boar, you know, there's fish. Which most bears have a big fish part of their diet. Yeah. I know that much from zoology school. Yeah. You know? So it's like... Well, polar bears specifically, I think, uh, I think eat fish uh, because uh, what else are they going to eat? I mean, they live in... Penguins. Ridiculous regions where there aren't that many people anyway, so... Yeah, no, they definitely eat a lot of fish. Most bears eat fish, mostly. So I don't think, uh, yeah. I mean, it's in a weird environment, so I don't know. Um, But it is ridiculous. But, you know, while we're on the subject, I mean, do you have any thoughts about the toy truck, for instance? Oh, I forgot about the toy truck. It's like every time somebody sees something, they're going to pick it up. Yeah. I expected one of Russo's traps to come down. <laughs> no, 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 that would have been great. <laughs> oh, God. Every time there's some kid's toy, somebody wants to pick it up and look at it. And then it. Russo takes off the bear bear costume, and it's actually her. Exactly. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I thought you were an other. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, that, that either, I sort of thought the bear, like, brought it in there. <laughs> I mean, that's but, so silly. Like, why would a bear pick up a toy the, truck well, and bring it home? Well, because bears are silly. I don't know. And, <laughs> and the other reason is, the other idea is that, you know, it attacks some kid who had the toy truck in his hand and sort of held onto it as the bear dragged it into its lair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then the kid died and the truck was left there, but... 
it, it's you the know whole you concept. You kid want to drop the fucking truck? Like, hey, if you're being attacked by a bear, you're going to hold on to your childhood toys, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I'm just I'm just guessing here. Hey, if they can have a bear attacking people crazy like that, I can come up with crazy theories like that, too. Like, I agree. I mean, like, I'll buy a bear attacking someone if it perceives a threat or whatever, but the the thing of it... But actively killing them, like hunting them almost? Yeah, and, and, and like, taking a person and dragging them, like, to their lair yeah. delicately, like, uh, that's just too much for me. Yeah. Like, that it wouldn't have tried to, like, kill him first, at least. Or just, or really just kill him. If it wanted to kill him, it would have just killed him and eaten him, right? I mean, obviously it could be. I think at the very least, it would have killed him and then drug him back. Yeah. If it wanted to drag him back. I mean, why leave your prey alive? Right. Unless, like, you want to have a conversation with it later or something. Yeah, I know. I mean, what's it going to do? I mean, it's just, it's completely preposterous. This episode, man, it's like we said, you know, I think off podcast, you know, it's it's probably the worst good episode ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it had a lot of good stuff, but a lot of the good stuff was stupid. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's it's not bad like like the whole truth or something or yeah, one of those what crappy Kate episodes did. that's crappy just because it's crappy, but this is just, yeah, this is a good, this is a bad good episode. Yeah. It's one of those good episodes that's just like horrible for some reason they do they do that every now and then i, I don't it's just weird it, it really uh, this episode it felt it felt uneven some of should have been a great episode but i you know i don't know i don't know what they're doing um it's just completely i don't even know they're scaring me is what they're doing me too all right so let's see all right so lock yes he we there's a lot to talk about since he's the main character in this episode. Indeed, it's obviously Locke's BS in this in this episode. Mm. Um, so he wakes up mute um, for no apparent reason. Yeah. Um, obviously, I guess maybe sort of a wake up call from the island. Um, the, I mean, why take the voice? I don't know. Why not just take his legs? I guess it'd make him harder. You know, it'd be that much harder to walk to the sweat lodge, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it takes his voice. Do you have any theories on why the voice? Why the vo- I almost felt like... Because he just sort of talked when he decided to, so... Yeah. I got the sense that he just, like... I don't know. That his voice was just, like, scratchy or something, and he was afraid to talk. or I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was he really he was really mute. It seemed like he was just sort of Well, he definitely tried. I mean, like when Desmond ran by when he first woke up, he tried to yell out to him and couldn't. Yeah. Um and and Boone confirms the fact that he's mute. Yeah. I know, but it just the way he got it back just seemed really ridiculous. Well, that's the thing. Boone said he Boone said you'll you'll speak when you have something worth saying. And what was the first thing he said? Like, we gotta go save Echo. I'm which, go save Mr. Echo. Which is what, which is what you know, the island wanted him to do. So I guess that was worth saying. But um, yeah, it's it, it, it's weird. I guess the island, you know, the island seems to be very human-like. You know, by that I mean like fallible and like you know, like not consistent. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. What it does, it'll just do whenever it feels like it. The doesn't like, really seem to know. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean the fact that it took his voice, it's just it like seem it's, to have it's a such clear a random. It's yeah, like, exactly. It seems like just a random thing to do. I feel like I feel like at the end of the series, Locke is gonna like find the heart of the island and pull back the curtain, oh. and it's gonna be Henry, and he's gonna be like, "Don't mind the man behind the curtain. I am the island." God, it'd be horrible. Oh my god, it'd be bad. But you know what I mean. It just seems it just seems very willy nilly what the island is, wants to do. Um, so yeah, I agree. You know, uh, okay. Well, we'll we'll get into that later. I, I definitely I definitely want to try to trace through what the island has told him. And we need we definitely have uh, the contradictions come in terms of what the island. Because now I'm starting to th- yeah. now I'm starting to realize maybe what you're talking about. Oh, there's some big contradictions. Yeah, I'm thinking of a few specific things, but whatever. Um, Let me mention that Charlie says that Locke was gone for a whole day. Yeah. So, you know, I I guess I remember from the season two finale that last scene was sort of at night. So I guess this is sort of the next day, um, you know, after the the hatch uh, imploded. Yeah. Um, So... That's kind of strange. Um, I don't know what to do with that, but it seemed worth noting. Um, that he, he basically woke up a day later. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, being gone for that long and waking up in a completely different place. I mean, it's all well, very strange. You know what that means? That gives us a time frame for how long it took Hurley to walk from where the Polyferry is. It basically took him a day. Oh, you're right. Which makes no sense. Which whatsoever. makes no sense. Um, the Paula Ferry should not be one day's walk. No well, way. he shows especially, up later. Maybe it's like... Especially as slow as Hurley goes. Maybe it's like a day and a half. Because uh, he doesn't get to the camp until the very end of the episode, where it looks sort of like evening. I even find it... I even find it... Odd that Hurley knows how to get back to the camp on his own. Oh, me too. That's completely preposterous. But yeah, I mean, it's a big I that, island. I, I know to a certain degree, you know, you sort of understand your bearings, and I, I bet you know when he's close to the to the major point, you know, to the caves or to the where the hatch was or where the beach is where they live. That you know he knows his way pretty well. He's been there for a while, but when he's on the opposite side of the island, like how he knows how to get back. I mean, even if we are so supposed to believe that he, like, followed the the beach, you know, then it would have taken him longer, you know, followed the coastline all the way down. Mm-hmm. That would have taken longer, so he obviously went straight through the jungle. Right. You know, and it's just, whatever, just a point of contention, because I don't believe he would know how to do that. I don't either, but he did. Um, real quick, if the island imploded, how did, how did Echo Stick get in? I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, God, if the island imploded, there's other questions to ask. <laughs> um, where did this other island come from? No, I'm sorry, if the, if the, if the Swan Station, or station imploded... properly. Yes, please, Station. If it imploded, how did Echo Stick get in the tree? Yeah, I agree, I agree. Wait, good point. Um, uh, I don't know how I can agree with the question. Yeah. Um, uh, I agree. It's a uh, I guess question. you just agree. Yeah, you agree that it's a worthy question. Yeah, I guess that's. Um, I guess that's what I was saying. Yeah, that presumably... was weird. You know, I was, I was listening to another podcast today, and they uh, they made the claim that the that the stick like fell from the sky, 
But it really, yeah. it really seemed like it well, fell from the Well, that's the other thing. Didn't, well, it didn't fall, it, it, okay, here's the thing. It definitely fell through the tree because you hear the tree, you hear a branch sort of breaking um, right before the stick comes down. Yeah. So either it was stuck up there and sort of got loose a little bit, then like hit a branch on the way down and made that noise, or it was falling. But that's the, see, that's the thing. It's been a day since this happened. There's no way it shot up so far <laughs> that it took it a day to come back down and it landed in the exact same, like, area where it left. Yeah, you know? some some uh, physics expert out there, how high would it have to go to take a whole day? I mean, I'm yeah. assuming it would have to actually leave the Earth. Uh, I'm assuming it would have to leave the Earth. Well, okay, here's the thing. It would have to reach terminal velocity to leave the Earth. <laughs> Which is pretty damn fast. Yeah. And if it and it and if it if it got high enough, like out of the like stratosphere and troposphere and all that stuff, it it would basically like burn up re entering right. the atmosphere. So it wouldn't So there's no way it went that high. If it did go high, it would have gotten caught in winds would have which would have pushed it most likely off of the you know, out of the path of landing back on the island. There's no way Maybe it was the that right intervention. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what podcast gave you that. No way that it because it, the, the fact that it, it's been a day. There's no way. There's no way that. Happened. Or maybe the island dropped it on him. Well, now in in the season two finale, didn't the the, the hatch door didn't it fall down from the sky? Yeah, somewhere? it did. Right by like Claire and okay. Bernard. So I don't. So this must have been an explosion and an implosion to do that. Like, yeah. how the hatch door flies away from the area, but everything else implodes inward, makes no physical it was sense. Just, the, the hatch door thing is just drama. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. They they just wanted, you know, ooh, the door, ooh, you know. It's all the way over here on the beach. What must yeah. have happened? What must have happened? No one seems to care. <laughs> <laughs> They don't really care what happened. No, no I love Claire. Locke comes back, and she's like, when did he get back? Well, stupid bitch, he just got back. Didn't you yeah. see him come back? <laughs> <laughs> like, he just got back. What do you? Why would you ask that question? You see him coming back. And I, did, I really made me angry how, how she had all those questions. What happened? What's going on? Where is everybody? Aren't you going to go find out, Charlie? <laughs> like... <laughs> She didn't give a shit last season. She did not care, which was like yesterday. She did not, or two days exactly, ago. Exactly, yeah. Last night, it was like, who cares? I'm just going to kiss Charlie. Wait, now, hasn't it been two days since Jack and Kate were taken? No, no. See, I think the timeline here is that this is, this should be simultaneous with the season premiere, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's how this timeline is working. Because I don't think these are heading forward in time. I think we're we're seeing things like you know, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. That's weird that they don't seem to care to make sure we're all on the same page with that. They could do like a you know day whatever day sixty seven thing. Yeah, you know? I agree. If we saw, um, if we saw, uh, you know, scenes with Jack and Kate and Sawyer like with this. Then I would say, well, it's obviously moving along. But I'm assuming, you know, by not showing them, it it can be earlier. Yeah, I'll buy that. So, because uh, you're right. If it wasn't, there would be a problem. 
If it wasn't, why would they say it was? Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> little Eminem for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> little blast from the past. Wow. If it wasn't, yeah. Good one. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, so, here, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, why does why does Locke decide that he needs to speak to the island as soon as he wakes up? Because his voice is gone. And he realizes the island took it. Okay. Okay. Just because his voice is gone. Just because his voice is gone. Okay. Alrighty. Um... Now see. here's a question for you. <laughs> okay. Then you can ask me one again. Um, how come the island didn't just give Locke the boon dream while he was knocked out for that day? Because they had to introduce the idea of the sweat lodge from his flashback. Mm -hmm. So it was a mere contrivance. Yes, that would be my answer. Okay, I agree. Yeah, sorry. Wish I had a good answer. Yeah, no, unfortunately, sometimes the answers are really bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they just wanted him to, yeah. And he, he, he could have, I mean... His other vision was just a regular dream, you know? He didn't have to go into a magical... Exactly. Know. It's just... Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I've I've had... I've seen series before where, like, all of a sudden characters know about all these new things that, like... Before, you didn't have to do that to have a vision. But now, it's, you know... I'm gonna go do this as if I always knew about this, but really... Maybe... I just thought of it. Exactly. Maybe we're supposed to believe that he's... He's a little too uh, cut off from the island to have an island dream, which I don't believe. I feel like the island. I don't can, believe that. I feel like either. the island can make you have a dream if it wants, but maybe Absolutely. that's the idea that he had to be. He had to in- induce it or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whatever. Nice try. Um, I know. Small thing. Locke when he's writing the notes to Charlie. Yeah. He writes the number two for. For the word to, T-O. Yeah. That was really irritating to me. I, I yeah. don't think Locke would do that. That's something Prince does. Prince? Yeah. <laughs> okay. In all so the songs, like, with the word to, he... You're saying, it. you're saying, you're saying Locke is Prince. Yes, I am. That's my theory. Whoa, that explains why, why Locke is, uh, a good singer. I don't know. Um... Uh, <laughs> The artist formerly known as Locke. Um, yeah. Um, that's weird. I, yeah, I, I don't agree. think, I think it... anyone has thought of this yet, but uh, I don't see any ex- explanation for why. I mean, the the word two has two letters. I think it's just quicker. That's the only reason. Um... Barely. I mean, he wrote, like, other stuff out. Like, I don't... <laughs> I mean, it's marginally quicker to write the number two than two letters. I agree. It's, mar- it's marginally quicker, but... Um... I mean, if it was a if, if two was one of the numbers, I would say okay, that's interesting. But it's not, so no. I can't see any reason why that should be interesting. I agree. It's it's you know, there's no big reason to do that. Other, you know, I mean, two is pretty easy to write. It's one little swoop. So yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. It's just a little bit easier than T T O. Barely, barely. I can't even. I mean, yeah, it just seems very wrong for him to do that, but. Whatever. Not a big deal. Um, it just bothered me. Do you want to okay. go into the into the BS real quick? 
Okay. All right. I was gonna talk about the vision, but we'll. Uh... Yeah. No. Let's save the let's save the big stuff for the end. Uh, okay. The vision, and because that's gonna lead straight up until the island cup. Crap. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Locks BS. You know, he's in. Uh, are they in Oregon? Or are they in California? I think they're in California. Oh, before we talk about this, because I I just wanna um, the guy in the Dharma like. Um, I don't know what that was. It seemed like a blanket or something. Uh, that's in the bear cave. I think it was a like a uniform. Oh, okay. I mean, I yeah, I, I did too. But then I thought it was a blanket, and I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, it was a you know it was the Dharma pearl logo. Uh, if you sort of look at it. Oh, um, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Yeah, with the big circle in the middle, you know, it's a pearl. It's a big circle. Yeah, um, worst logo ever. Yeah, I know. It's not a very nice logo. But uh, I think that's, I don't know what to do with that, but I just, I mean, I just wanted to at least have it said for the record um, that it was noticed, and there's something weird about that. I mean, we sort of talked about it, but I think, I don't know. It makes me think that there's something there like well i think it's definitely interesting um off the top of my head um i'm thinking you know the people in the pearl were supposed to go to that little area oh wait no they weren't i was gonna make i was making stuff up (laughs) what do you Um, mean the paula ferry no i was thinking you know where the uh pneumatic tube feed dropped off i was i was thinking that they that the people in the portal were going to get those but no they were the (laughs) ones who were sending them right that would be um so i was just i was just trying to think of how they would be out in the open a lot and maybe that's why they got killed but um it makes no sense i'm just i just want to vomit this whole bear thing everything about it just is so confounding and not in a good way but uh, so I don't want to talk about it because I don't have I don't have anything to say about it. I mean, unless we're tr- unless we're made to, or unless they're trying to say like the bear specifically was eating people from the pearl. Uh, potentially, presumably, I'm saying presumably it was only two people. Uh, it seemed like there was more skeletons there. Um, so I don't know if they're all supposed to be pearl people or just that one guy is a pearl. Well, they were supposed to get replacements every three months, so maybe he ate them all. He ate them all, but would they keep replacing it if, like, <laughs> I mean, because replacements are gonna replacements are gonna come sooner and sooner if people keep dying, right? Yeah, and I would think at some point somebody would say, you know, the last ten replacements got eaten by a bear. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want that assignment, exactly. Mr. Candle. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to spend a night in that in that haunted mansion for a million dollars? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I anyway, see. I just I I had to say it because it was a thing there, and we sort of already addressed the cave. So I agree, though. I don't know what to do with it. So whatever. Locke's flashback. So Locke is driving. I believe they're in Northern California, right? Yeah. Uh, I, think I think that's where Eureka is. Okay. Either that know. or Oregon. You're the expert. <laughs> I am. Uh, I think it's California. I don't remember, though. Um, He's supposed to be from California, so I assumed. Although it seemed really southern for some reason. but It seems southern with all those trees like that? Well, just the way that people were talking. 
Oh, well, I'll buy that. They're all from L.A. <laughs> They're all actors in L.A. Oh, you meant, did you mean Southern United States or Southern California? No, no. I meant, yeah, I meant Southern United States. It seemed like everybody was had Southern accents. Um, Even were, Locke seemed to have some sort of Southern accent. Yeah, because they're on a, on a farm commune or... Where are you headed up to, son? Like, so what you gonna be doing right now? <laughs> what you going, yeah? Yeah, it was. I think it was just the feel of that country life, even though they're in Northern California. Yeah, I just really threw me. But yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. That's I think that's where it's supposed to be. Um, so, and then of course he picks up the hitchhiker. What was his name? Oh, Michael or something or. No, I know that wasn't it. Uh, I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. Uh, uh, well, anyway, the cop. The cop. Let's call him uh Elijah. Elijah. Uh, what's his name? Elijah Wood. Okay. It looks like him. So that's a weird name. Oh, okay. Is that his name, Elijah Wood? The guy, the guy from Lord from, of the Rings, yeah, yeah, yeah. He sort of looks like him. His eyes yeah. aren't as his eyes aren't as big, but I didn't really know this, but okay. Well, watch it again, man. <laughs> Just for that. Um. Anyway, he picks up the hitchhiker, and we see Locke is transporting all these guns, which you know, you know. We I think before we mentioned, you know, why does Locke know how to use guns so well? Yeah, and he does have a history of hunting with his dad. Uh, but then, you know, here's another instance of uh, explaining why he knows how to, you know, why he's a good gun expert or whatever. Uh, so Not anyway, that we ever saw, like, well, okay, I guess he went hunting. Yeah, again. well, he's a hunter, don't forget. He's a hunter. <laughs> yeah, you know, that really sounded like a lie to me. But yeah. It seemed like he was, yeah, that's what he wants to be, but I just didn't, I don't know. Didn't so, anyway. So, the new guy is welcome into the family. They're all very... I mean, even that first scene where they're eating dinner, they all just seem really sad and lonely to me. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, we don't need anyone but ourselves and our apples and peaches, you know? (laughs) Our apples, peaches, and weed. Apples, peaches, and weed. Oh, my. (laughs) Um, So, they all seem very sad and pathetic, just like Locke, so he fit right in. Yeah. Um... And then, of course, blah, 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 we find out he's a cop, uh, fresh from the academy, um, which I have to point out, not that I'm a, you know, military, or I should say police academy trainer or whatever. Hold on. What? (laughs) But, uh, or even a, you know, police chief or anything, but... Sending a, an officer fresh out of the academy on an undercover narcotics raid just seemed a little preposterous to me. Like, he's fresh out of the academy and his first assignment is going to go be, you know, going undercover for this potentially big, you know, narcotics thing. Uh, I just didn't buy that. Didn't buy that at all. Maybe well, it's plausible. Well, it was sort of a hippie commune. It wasn't like a hardcore, like... Yeah, but they were moving a lot of drugs, and they had a lot of weapons. They and did. To rest, yeah, you're right. To rest the, like, pretty much, you know, he's the inside man. To rest all of, you know, this whole case on this new guy, when he potentially 
you know, doesn't have any specific training, like extended training at least in this. I just thought it was a little weird, you know. Um, and I don't know why they even pointed out that he was fresh from the academy. I don't even know why that was important to point out. But um, uh, anyway, what was I going to say? Um, so, you know, they blame Locke for this. Um, and Locke, of course, you know, Locke can barely do anything without it backfiring. Yeah. So, which is, which is it's, it's really sad and sort of, you know, sympathetic, but at the same time, it's getting nauseating to watch him be so, you know, aloof about, like, everything. Yeah. You know, as old as he is and as many times he's been screwed over, you think he'd be a little more wise in certain situations. I mean, I don't blame him that he got caught in this. He obviously didn't know, um... So I don't really think it's necessarily his fault. And I thought it was a little crappy that they that uh, Mike and Jan, as they were called, um, blamed Locke when they are the ones who are running this thing, and they welcome the guy in too. You know, I mean, it, it is Locke's fault because Locke brought him there, but they're the ones who let him stay, and they're the ones who should have ran a check on him. You know, before six weeks. You know. Uh, so I don't think Locke is 100% to blame for what, what happened with this whole thing. Like, they, they, they're running this big drug smuggling scheme or whatever, drug growing thing. They should be really worried about any outsiders, even if Locke brings them in there. And Locke is new, too. You know, they really shouldn't trust him that much, you know, because the off-the-cop guy said Locke was pretty new. So they shouldn't trust him 100%. And if they want, you know, I just think they should take some responsibility for this. They're the ones in charge. They're the ones who need to need to have said, okay, this this random kid that Locke picked up hitchhiking, you know, we know his name. And apparently he was going by the same name, right? The same first name, at least, uh, from what I remember. I don't remember his name, but I remember it being the same as his name on his um, badge. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I remember. Anyway, I just thought Mike and Jan should have taken a little responsibility. But, hey... You know, I guess in the 60s, no one took responsibility, so they're still on that mantra. Yeah, that's what people do, though. Someone brings somebody in, and they sort of vouch for them, and then everybody blames them when, when they're the undercover cop. And I mean, I, I agree. They they should they they do deserve some of the blame, but I'm not surprised they didn't take it. Yeah. I love when uh, Locke comes in, and he's like, what are you guys doing? And she's like, what does it look like? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Because I didn't know either. I mean, obviously they were in a rush doing something, but yeah. I didn't know what they were specifically doing. And I like that Locke was like, I don't know. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like you guys are playing hide-and-go-seek. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I like that little line. But uh, I did also want to mention, uh, this is probably the smallest thing ever, very trivial, but uh, they're in Humboldt County, which is known for its marijuana. Um, and so there's a line in the 311 song where he mentions Humboldt weed. Uh, I just want to mention that for the 311 fans out there. That's what that means. Yeah. The Humboldt, Humboldt cone. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what that was about. I thought that was just something to say. Yeah. Now Humboldt is, I've seen references to Humboldt being home of great marijuana and other entertainment shows. So, um, it's apparently known for that. Home, home of marijuana and other great what? I've seen I've seen it being referenced as oh, home oh, of good okay. marijuana in other entertainment shows. I see. I thought you were saying, yeah, anyway, I thought you were saying it was <laughs> the home of entertainment shows. No, it might be. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing to know. I was not aware of that. Um, I guess the writers were. Yeah, it's one of those things. Um, another thing I want to mention, I'm, I'm wondering if there's something more going on to this whole Locke letting the new guy in who turns out to be a cop thing. Because I thought it was a little weird that Mike and Jan were able to get this guy's entire file. Um, that it just doesn't seem like you know any random Joe Schmo can log on the internet and get you know it's one thing to get like you know some reference to someone being an officer and maybe a picture too, but to get like you know all of their specific academy information and their like that whole file that they got, I just thought it was a little crazy. Uh, and the picture with his badge number and signature and all that stuff was really specific and like. I just don't see, and they had that, that it, they printed that off from the computer, because if you see in that yeah, scene, they show the computer it. screen, and you see that on the computer, so obviously they looked it up on the internet. I just don't see how they can get a file like that on, you know, an officer, you know, I mean, it's one thing, you know, to look up, you know, someone on, on, on Google or something, and, you know, get a reference to them being an officer, maybe a picture, but, you know, they had his whole history, his academy information, his badge number and you know official picture and his signature and all that Mm -hmm. and i just don't see how you can get that easily and they obviously got it off the computer you know online because if you see in that scene they had the computer up and they had that that picture you know that they printed out they had that on the screen so they just got it from there and it's just like i don't really buy that and so i'm just wondering if like Maybe this guy, they know, uh, Mike and Jan know something's going to go down and they need someone to take the blame. So they're trying to set up Locke or something like that. It just seemed a little too too convenient, I think. Um, I agree, but I don't think so because they don't really do that with flashbacks. Like, flashbacks have always been pretty self-contained. We don't, like, go to another flashback later where they say, yeah, you thought this happened, but it was really this. Like, I don't think they really do that. So, well, really? They don't do yeah, that? I don't think so. I don't think usually the flashbacks are are just totally self-contained. Yeah. I just feel like we're going to get more. I don't know. It just, maybe I just didn't want it to be over. I mean, not that it was great, but it just didn't seem like that should be the end. Like, well, yeah. okay, you know, the cops are going to raid this place and Locke is apparently going to go leave, I guess, and he doesn't shoot the guy. And, you know, I feel like... I thought he was going to shoot him, you know, not only because he's a hunter, but, um, you know, I wanted him to do something bad. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, specifically bad. I don't know how much that would have helped. I mean... Helped what? You know, if he he shot a cop, like... you know, That's the was, thing. I mean, they, it seemed to it seemed to be. I mean, obviously, it was sort of a bad idea to begin with. But I was I was under the impression that the that they they weren't sure how much the the cop had told any you know his fellow police officers, if anything at all. So that if they would have sort of killed him, you know, they could have p- potentially you know taken him out of the game before he you know gave them up or something. But you're right. How much it would have helped? I mean, obviously he's there, uh, and he's most likely there because he already knows they're growing pot. Um, so you know whether or not he's alive, the police still know that they're they're growing pot on that farm. So well, yeah. And if the cop turns up dead, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's not going to look good for them. Oh, exactly. I mean, potentially you you know you would just like kill him and then like 
grind him up and use him as fertilizer or something. Yeah, but there's, I mean, they're still going <laughs> to notice when the cop disappears. Disappearing is better than a dead body, though. Well, yeah, I agree, but... No, I, I, just, I yeah, no, it's it's not a great plan. <laughs> I just, yeah, it's, it, is, it just doesn't seem like, it just doesn't seem like that would have solved the problem. But I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's anything more to it, um, sadly. I think it's just sort of, it just sort of ends on a crappy note, and, and that's just, you know, that's just the sad situation. Um... I think it's weird that Locke worked on a on a weed commune. I, yeah, I just want to say one more thing is that I think the fact that you know the flashback led us to believe Locke was a farmer. Yet yeah, Echo says you're a hunter. I, I I think that I think that's another clue. At least to me, it means like they're gonna we're gonna revisit this and we're gonna see him become the hunter or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's weird that he worked on a weed commune. Um, oh, I wanted to say about the the getting the cops file thing. That makes me think even more so because I don't believe that was some sort of setup on Locke. I think it was just that you know face value that that they they got that file. However, they got it, even if it's wildly unrealistic. That makes me think even more so that the others really do have files on Jack and you know, everybody else. Because... Because in, for some reason, it's just so easy to get these files on people. Yeah, they, they, they seem to... Yeah, they seem to think it's pretty easy to get stuff like that. So if, it, if they could get that... It just seems like they it's in their, they're in that mindset that people can just do this. Well, I mean, now that they have... Now that we know they have access to the outside world, I do think they have files on everybody. I mean, it just Oh, really? Sense. Okay. Yeah. I forgot to ask. I, I mean, that was before. That. that was before we we knew definitively they had access to stuff. But I thought you might still think they didn't. That they were just lying and. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, um, no need to uh, belabor that point. Um, I also want to mention that 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 scene at the end of the flashback between him and the cop is very reminiscent of the scene. Between Sun and Colleen. Of course. You're not going to shoot me. You're not a killer. I mean, a hunter. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You're a good man. Yeah. I, I, you know, that kind of, that's something I would expect an other to say. I mean, obviously we just saw that with Colleen. So I don't know. I mean, there's a strange parallel there. That he would specifically say, you're a good man. Like, um... I mean, obviously, I don't think he's another, but... I don't either. It's definitely weird, man. If he shows up on the island, I'm not going to be surprised. <laughs> really not. Yeah, well, he ain't dead. Locke isn't going to shoot anybody. It would have been really weird if he shot him. It, w- it would really change Locke's character, I think. He needs a change. Maybe he does. Yeah, I'm tired of this Locke. I- I'm really bored with him, so he needs a change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is supposed to be the new lock. You know, he's Whatever. supposed to be different from last season. Not know? he's not different yet. He's supposed to be the hunter reborn. Whatever. <laughs> um You're just not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. Okay. Let's go to Locke's dream, uh, and, I mean, that's all I have left out about Locke's dream and, and what the island wants him to do, and that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, there's also 
what you just mentioned, Echo's little thing where he talks to Locke or not. I, I don't know what to make of that. Um, God. That was a little weird. It was very... I don't know. But should we talk about the vision first? Yeah, let's talk about the vision. Okay, let's go. Here we go. The vision. The vision. <laughs> Locke has a vision. All right, do you All want right, me to talk so... about it? Or do you want to talk about it? Go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, go ahead. I just... So, Locke, when he's mute, obviously, uh, constructs his sweat lodge, as he calls it. Um, what did... Somebody else call it something else. Did Charlie call it something else? I don't know. Anyway. He goes into the sweat lodge. He creates that peyote paste, or whatever it's supposed to be. Um, which I wanted to mention, um, maybe he knows how to create that, that... Remember that salve he put on Boone, which basically induced the dream Boone had of Shannon dying. Right. And he creates he creates the same sort of thing, so he can he can, uh, you know, uh, have a dream, have a vision. Uh, and I'm assuming maybe he knows how to do that because of working with plants and stuff on this co-op thing. Okay. So maybe that that sort of explains a little bit more of why he knows how to do that. Maybe he. He knows about herbs and plants from working with them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, wait, should we? Where in context uh, is does this take place? Is this after his father leaves with the money? <clears throat> I think so. Okay, I think so because he sort of specifically they sort of specifically refer to his dad a couple times, um, which makes it seem like it's after he met him. <laughs> For the first time. Yeah. Because um, I don't think he would say that stuff if he didn't. So, yeah, I'm thinking... I don't know. I'm thinking maybe this is between the time he lost his kidney and the Helen stuff. I feel, Yeah, see, that's the thing I'm confused because he has quite a bit of hair in this in this scene, in this, uh, this flashback. Yeah. I don't remember how much... He doesn't have a lot with Helen... He's got some, but it's not as much as when he was working in the toy store uh, when he met his mom. Yeah, which is before that was he met his dad. Which is what led to his dad. Yeah. So, I mean, are we supposed to believe he had the Helen stuff? And, well, the whole Helen fallout ends with, you know, the dad leaving on the airplane. Yeah, with the Helen money. was after the dad because yeah. he meets Helen at that meeting where he talks about his dad, like, exactly. His kidney. But I'm saying, like,. Like, this couldn't have been before the Helen stuff, though, then, right? Why not? Well, because basically... I mean, he goes to the meeting because he's pissed off and mad at his dad, yet in this, in this flashback, he says, you know, thank you, Lord, for letting me not be so mad again. Oh, which yeah. Is, which maybe, be, so maybe this is after the This Helen has, to be, has to be after Helen, after his dad leaves on but the airplane with the before the money. wheelchair. But before the, the wheelchair... Yeah, and I was thinking that he, like, when he was hunting with the cop, that's when he got shot. We were going to finally see Locke, why he got in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. But no. No. No, that would just make sense. Nobody, right. want, nobody wants that. So anyway, Locke has a vision. He eats the pace. He takes off his shirt, because that's what you have to do. And uh, <laughs> he goes in the sweat lodge and sweats. And then Boone comes with long hair. Boone, thank you for the long hair. 
Apparently, your hair grows after you die. Well, you know, after you die, your your hair and nails still grow. So yeah, maybe I've that's, heard that actually. Maybe that's what that means. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so he has the he has a dream. Boone, you know, I love how Boone Boone knew that Locke couldn't speak, but he's like, what? What are you trying to say? Well, what's that log? And then he's like, oh, don't worry. You'll speak when you have something worth saying. Which is a very poignant thing to say to someone who's recently mute. Yeah. Um, and so he has the dream. Locke can't use his leg, so he gets in the wheelchair. And then we flash to an airport scene where Boone says, one of these people needs your help, is in trouble. And he sees basically every major character on the island. Except Echo. <laughs> Except Echo, of course. The one who um, actually needs help. The one who needs help. Um, and, you know, he sees Claire and Claire and uh, Charlie with the baby, and they look happy, and Boone says, They're, they'll be fine for now. For now. Uh, oh. Which which really should be everybody. I mean, someone's going to be in peril again at some point. Mm-hmm. So it's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, then he sees, what, Sun, Jin, and Saeed, and he's yep. like, oh, I think Saeed, Saeed is taking care of it, you know. So yeah. presumably Saeed's going to get Sun and Jin back to the home, uh, yeah. you know, safe and sound. Because she's a mother now. Okay. Uh, then we go to Hurley, who's even even being a dream-induced flight, you know, a ticket counter person, he's still annoying. I'm just like, oh, Hurley, you just look so annoying. Um, And then, you know, Hurley's entering the numbers, which I think is another hint that the island wanted Locke to enter the numbers. Now, calm down, people. I know what you're thinking. Wait. It seemed like before the island didn't want Locke to enter the numbers and push the button. Well, Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a second. All right. Um... So then we go to Jack, Kate, and Sawyer, who are going through a metal detector, who the security guard is, is Ben, which I thought was sort of interesting that he's a security guard and, and that, you know, he's sort of evaluating them yeah. and, um, you know, scrutinizing them in a way, which I think is related to what's really going on. Yeah. What they're really doing with them anyway. So I thought that was very apt. I agree. Um, and then it ends, right? Oh, and well, then Boone is at the top of the escalator and, and Locke is at the bottom and Locke gets up. And then, Boone, what does Boone say to him? Like, um, hurry up or something? Or he needs your help? Oh, he says, they've got him. Yeah. Yeah, he says, they've got him. Now, it was one of those weird lines, like when Alex, it's not the same, but it was very similar, like, you know, that line when Alex says, you're not supposed to be in that cage or he right. wasn't supposed to be in that cage. And I, I, I thought when Boone said, like, they've got him, like, I didn't know if he meant they've got them or they've got him. And I think he obviously means they got him. But at the time, I was like, whoa, does he mean them or him? Like, oh, no. You know, because he, he just sort of, they've got him, you know. But anyway. They've got them. They've got him, you know. Yeah. Um, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what does that mean? Is he talking about Jack, Kate, and Sawyer, who he just said was fine? <laughs> Or are we talking about somebody else? Well, no, he didn't say they were fine. He said there's nothing you can do for them. Oh, not that's right. Yet. Yeah. There's nothing you can do for them. Nah, yeah. You've got to clean up your mess first. Oh, God. Which, which, ugh, I just, just wanted to vomit. So, anyway, Locke wakes up, and he looks at the fire, and right before he leaves, he sees this flash of what I thought was a wolf, 
but it was supposed to be a polar bear. <laughs> I thought it looked like a white wolf, and I was like, I guess it's a polar bear, and then, of course, it's a whole polar bear subplot, so it's supposed to be yeah, a Yeah, a lot bear. of people I was reading thought it was a wolf. It looked like a wolf. <laughs> they should have made the snout wider or something. I don't know. Yeah. It had a narrow snout. I blame that on the effects. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I want to. I want to. Oh. Since we just addressed that line, clean it up, John. They've got him. You don't have much time. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if it was they've got them, and they were referring to the others having Jack Hay and Sawyer, okay, fine. But if he's referring to Echo, who's they? Like, is the I think he, supposed to be they? Yeah, I think he meant like the bears have him, but there was only oh he only saw one bear. I mean, maybe there was more than one bear, and he only saw one. He said they've got him. They've got him. I'm sticking firm to him, Mini Echo. I agree so, that's what it is, but it it just seems weird to say they, referring to a bear. Maybe, um... I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't even... Okay, obviously the island wants Locke to save Echo, and I want to know why. So tell me right now. Uh, <laughs> well, the island considers Echo important because for whatever it wants to do. Which is? Which is? I don't know. <laughs> uh... It, I don't know if it knows. Like, it seems a, a bit finicky. Um, yeah. I, I... Oh, you're still talking. There's also this line that Boone says, um, I'm here to help you find your way again so you can bring the family back together. Yes, bring the family back together. I thought that was a weird line. I assume he means, you know, get Kate and Sawyer and Jack back um, from the others. That's what that means? But why does the island give a shit? I don't know. I don't know why the island cares. I don't know. I mean, I'm really, you know, we got to talk about what, the what, what, why the island even cares about Locke anymore. What does it want to do with Locke? You know, in season one when he started this journey, you know, I, I don't know how, and I don't think we even ask why, you know, like. It was like, okay, yeah, Locke is on this journey. The island wants him to do A, B, and C. But we never found out why, you know. That question, why does the island care about Locke, I think is very pertinent at this juncture uh, because it's it's brought him back from being off the, you know, off the right path. Yeah. You know, so, so it obviously really wants him in particular. <clears throat> I'm assuming it's an, it wants Echo so that Echo can help Locke uh, you know, in this journey. He's already helped him once, I think, get back on the right track. I don't I'm, in know. A, in a really weird way, I guess. Um, I thought he helped him, but now with what, what's going on this episode, I don't really know what happened anymore. I'm ready to throw my hands up and cash in all my chips on this, on this show, man. I'm just like, every time we get new stuff, it either makes no sense or it contradicts something else. <laughs> You know, that we learned previously. So anyway, um, bringing the family back together, I can only assume it means... Unless... You don't think it's incorporating the others, right? Uh, Like, it can't. 
I can't imagine that's what that may be, but I, I mean... Unless he means Locke is going to help the others put their family back together and Locke is sort of part of the others because he's special or something and... Ugh. And um, I mean, I I I am gonna go ahead and assume it just means Jack, Kate, and Sawyer. That Get yeah, that's back. the obvious explanation. Um, but it, but it, I don't know. It struck me as a weird line because um, I think but, I was yeah. gonna say I think in order to in order to really do anything against the others, you're gonna need Locke. You're gonna need Saeed. You're gonna need Echo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, those are the three good people who you can pretty. I mean. Locked or whatever, but you can pretty much count on them. They're pretty smart, um, so I think I think you're definitely gonna need those three to to, to get Kate, Jack, and Sawyer back if they're playing in some sort of attack or anything like that, like right. to sneak in and get them. Um, I mean, we'll all be, we'll obviously see what happens, but yeah. Um, so what I wanted to talk about, so we get that whole flashback thing. I'm sorry, the the dream thing, and then Locke yeah. comes out. And, of course, he sees the bear. So, Locke has the dream and the boon... Not dream, but uh, vision. Vision, yeah. And, yeah, fine line. And, you know, on his way out, he sees the, the flash of the bear, which is like, just in case you're wondering, this is what you're up against. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is very weird. Yeah. And, because um, you think he woke up from it, yet he still sees the vision of a bear. Right. Um, he gets out, and of course, Charlie's like, what's going on? What's going on? And it didn't seem like the vision took too long. I don't know why Locke really needed someone to stand guard, but... Um, I don't either. I thought it was going to be an all-night thing or something. But anyway, yeah. uh, he basically tells, like, I got to go save Mr. Echo. He pulls out the knife. And so they go on this this whole journey. Um, anyway, we already talked about it. People have seen the episode. It's not that interesting. He goes. He finds Echo. Like, I don't he's really got understand the can- why Charlie went along at all. Well, he asked Charlie, like, why Like why did you even come? Why do you want to go in? You know, Charlie's like, I don't need a reason. And I'm like... <laughs> He's, he's like, don't tell me what I can do or can't do and yeah. all that, that whole line. And uh, Locke is like, well, I'm going in because I have to. You know, like, why are you trying to go in? You know, you have no reason. Um, I think Charlie was just there to be there. He, he they needed Locke needed help carrying Echo back. Someone had to go with him on this journey. Who else was it going to be? I guess. You know, all of the able-bodied men are gone. Yeah, they really are. Uh, I mean, as you saw that scene, when they get back with Echo, all these random, like, nobodies come out of the woodwork, like, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, and I'm like, wow. Know, we we got to talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm like, I've never seen you. I've never seen you. I've never seen you. Uh, okay. What do, You want to talk about that? I, yeah, I do. I want to address that scene a little bit at one point, but uh, let's finish okay. this first. So... He goes in, he rescues Echo, blah, blah, blah. We see, you know, we already talked about that scene. So, the next important scene is when they, they sort of hear a river or a waterfall or something like that. And so, they put Echo down and Charlie goes to get water, which I thought was... It was weird, because Locke takes out the bottle, which is nicely empty. And he's about to go, and Charlie's like, no, that's okay, I'll go. And I'm like, why would Charlie volunteer to go? Oh, so Echo can talk to Locke. <laughs> yep. Like, that's the only reason. That's it. Like, it's the only reason. So, anyway. So, Echo has this whole thing. Well, first, Locke is like... And I wrote this down, because we're podcasting this really early on, and the transcripts aren't out. 
He goes, I'm sorry I doubted you. I'm sorry I gave up on my faith in the island. Cha-ching! That's an interesting thing. I messed up. Now our people are captured. If I just listened to you, if I just let you keep pushing the button, cha-ching! I could have been with them, protected What's them. That noise? I could have saved them. That's that's the this is an important line noise. Okay. <laughs> it's really the money noise. Yeah, I know. Well, I know. But I yeah, I was. I guess ugh. maybe yeah, maybe maybe that means that that line is money. You know, like the swingers version of the term. Oh, okay, right. That's money, man. That's money. Okay. Love that movie. Um, yeah, who wouldn't? So, this is what I... This, to me, ruined the episode. Okay? Okay. Now, walk with me here. Please. <laughs> Every, everyone. I'm ready. Before this episode, we had pretty much surmised, and I think most of the, you know, you know, lost theorizing community, hopefully, I think, surmised that, you know, season one, Locke was on this journey, he was on this specific path the island wanted him to take, when he found found the hatch, that was the beginning of him going off of the path. He was too invested in getting into the hatch, which was sort of mistake number one. He was doing all these things trying to get into the hatch. You know, he sacrificed Boone, you know, to find it and all that stuff. He gets into the hatch. Season two is pretty much Locke being off of the island island path. That, you know, the journey the island originally had planned for Locke. Okay? Okay. Now... Once Echo comes into the picture, and basically, the longer Locke stays into the hatch, the more he's confused about what's going on, the more he loses faith in the island, and loses faith in pushing the button and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Enter Echo, who has the dream of his brother that his brother tells him, you have to, you have to help Echo find the question mark. Locke. They go, sorry. You have to have Locke find the question mark. So they go on that whole journey. Locke is very skeptical, obviously. He doesn't want anything more to do with hatches or the island or anything. And he finds the pearl. And basically, finding the pearl hatch basically convinced him that they should not be pressing the button. It's just a game. Everything he's been doing in the hatch is totally useless. He was already doubting himself. Right. But now he's really sure it's totally useless, right? Yeah. Okay. So... We, we we surmised at least that that meant the island the island enlisted the help of Echo to sh- basically show Locke that the hatch is not where he needs to be spending his time, which would hopefully make Locke get back on the right path. Right? Follow me so far, right? Yeah, that I got was a the, worry though. What's your worry? My worry is the 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 island also told Echo that the work being done there was very important. And, you know, pretty much convinced him to start pushing the button. So. Good point. It seems like it's telling Echo to push the button and Locke not to. Okay, well, I think, you know, I think that's an interesting point because that might clear up what's going on in this episode. So anyway, in terms of Locke, I basically thought, you know, Echo Echo came in to help, to help basically lead Locke, show Locke. He's on the wrong path. You know, that's what the island wanted him to see. And, and maybe the point is, it's the wrong path for Locke, not the wrong path for Echo. Okay. So maybe that's maybe that's the difference. Um, so anyway, now we get this episode where the island seemed to show Locke that he shouldn't be pressing the button, even though Echo says they should be pressing the button. So Locke is apologizing, 
And Locke says he gave gave up his faith on the island, which which makes me think that means that the island and the hatch were more connected than I thought they were. Uh, because, you know, not pressing the button is, is giving up on the hatch, not necessarily giving up on the island. Yeah. But he says he gave up on the island, so I feel like that's one and the same. Yeah. Um, and so he, he blames... And here's the other thing. He blames himself that Jack and Kate and Sawyer got captured, even though if they were still pressing the button, I don't know how that would have solved anything. Uh, he says I would have been with them, which I also which I thought meant that Henry would have taken him too, if if Locke was around at the time. Uh, but it doesn't seem like Henry wants them, or I feel like he would have them. Yeah, well, he wasn't on the you list. Know? He wasn't on the list. But I well, so, he was busy, so that's sort of the obvious reason. But I think I thought what he meant was more like he would have he would have maybe been with Saeed or something, like trying to, you know trying to fight back from behind you know uh, well but he says our people are captured I could have been with them you know like I feel like he means you know and he says protected them I could have saved them I feel like he thinks if he was with Jack Kate Sawyer that things would be different he would I mean obviously I think he's wrong <laughs> if he was with them right now he would be in no position to help them escape or anything no um, but I obviously think he's wrong. He's wrong a lot. He could be wrong about this whole speech. But um, I just think it's really weird that um, it seemed like the island was telling him not to push the button. Um, yet it's seeming like he's regretting not pressing the button. Right. And to me, that's a big contradiction in this episode that really made me hate it. Because, you know, I had my theory formulated on what was going on with Locke and his journey. And now it's all shot to hell because they're contradicting it. You know, yeah. So is the is the point that that even though even though Locke, you know, Locke wanted to push the button at the very beginning of season two, obviously. Yeah. And then he sort of he sort of got worried about pre- worried about pressing it, sort of in the middle of season two a little bit. And then when he saw the pearl stuff, he really didn't want to press it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then of course Echo comes into the picture and wants to press it. So was that another test? Maybe like the island was like, okay, well. Hey, Locke, like, you don't want to press the button sort of a little bit. Here's a reason really not to push the button. Now, why do you go push the button? You know, like, does it really expect him to go along with what Echo wants when it shows him a really compelling reason not to push the button? Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Now, maybe this island isn't the Einstein of islands. Maybe it's not a very smart (laughs) island, so... You know, I think... I think he was confused. He, you know, he thought that the island was leading him to the hatch, you know? And yeah. he thought that was his destiny and that that was sort of the goal. And once he got in there and he found out what you do there, he thought, this is my destiny to push this button. And then, yeah. you know, at some point he, he thought, well, this sucks for a destiny. And he sort of decided... That maybe it wasn't his destiny because it's no fun or something, and <laughs> you know, I mean, that's sort of the sense I get, you know. Yeah. Um, like his destiny has to be really exciting or whatever. It's not good enough for him. Yeah, saving the world just isn't that interesting. Yeah, I know. Well, it's saving the world in a very boring, mundane way, but yeah. but nonetheless, yeah. I mean, so 
So I feel like when he when he's apologizing and saying he lost his faith in the island, it's like he lost his faith in the island because he thought the island led him to the button and that that's what it wanted him to do. And and since he thought that was crappy, that made him lose his faith in the island. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the button and the island are closely linked. Well, the island apparently wants someone to push the button. I know. I mean... <laughs> I would love I would love a succinct answer to this riddle, but the island wants someone to push the button. I can only surmise that it wants Echo to push it and not Locke, but it wants Locke to be okay with Echo pushing it. You know? Because Locke is sitting here apologizing for not letting Echo push the button. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't understand why I mean why if it if it just wanted Echo to push the button and Locke to move on it seemed like it would have just said, you know, Echo, start pushing the button and tell Locke to go, you know, go talk to I mean, the island or something. Presumably, that that's sort of what happened. I mean, basically, watching the Pearl video and all that, that whole excursion convinced Echo to push the button and unconvinced Locke to do it. So, I mean, the island, I mean, if that's what the island wanted to do, it did it. Yeah, but, it, just but basically, it also convinced Locke not only to not press it, but to make sure no one else pressed it. Exactly, like, and that's the, see, I don't, maybe this was some, some sort of test, you know, maybe it was a big test, uh, I just, that's the thing, I don't know what the island wants from Locke anymore, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to be very consistent, um, I, I just can't imagine what the island really wants Locke to do, I mean, I guess now it wants him to get the family back together, uh, whatever that means. And I like to mention, like, I really thought that this episode would introduce some grand new mystery or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that the island would send him on some new journey that may be related to the Forto statue or something else interesting. Oh, no. Um, but it turns out all it wants him to do is clean up his mess and. Clean up your mess. And then. Yeah, okay, let's talk about that. And then, like, okay. <laughs> Okay, clean up your mess. Meaning, okay, basically, the from from Locke is assuming from what I mean, he surmises that it's his fault that Echo was captured by the bear. Yeah, because if because if Locke would have let him press the button, it wouldn't have blown up and all that stuff or uh, imploded, imploded up. Please. I'm sorry, imploded in. <laughs> you blow up and you implode in. I guess implode. Um, yeah. Um. I'm trying to make it funny. Oh, okay. God, you have no sense of comedic timing. Um, I just don't. I just don't get what's going on. It doesn't make any sense. So, like I was saying, lock. You know, it says clean up your mess, and lock think that mean, thinks that means I got to save Echo because it's my fault that he was, you know, taken. But it's really not. You know, I mean, maybe this whole episode was about false blame. <laughs> you know, like. Mike and Jan falsely gave all the blame to Locke, and now the Echo is... I'm sorry, yeah, to Locke, and now the island is falsely blaming Locke for Echo's, like, predicament. Well, I mean, don't you see that it's his fault indirectly? I mean, it's his fault as is anybody else's. You know, it's Desmond's fault, too, you know? It's Charlie's fault, too, you know? Well, I don't know, It's a lot of people's fault. Locke was the one that forced the situation by destroying the computer. Well, Echo was, I mean, I'm sorry, Desmond was the one who, who closed the blast door so Echo, so Echo couldn't get in. So, I mean, the blast doors were up, things would have yeah, happened a lot Locke differently. Yeah, but Locke was a big initiator. He's the one who enlisted Desmond to help him. 
I mean, it really was yeah. his deal. I agree. I agree. And but even, it's just even like, at the end, Desmond, once he realizes that the plane crashed because of it, he says, I'm going to push the button if you don't. And then Locke destroys the computer. Yeah, I mean, I agree. He definitely gets most of the responsibility. But is it is it he's to blame that a bear has taken Echo? Like, I mean, obviously indirectly, I guess. But, it, I mean, it's really not his fault a bear has taken Echo. You know, the bear would have got him anyway. That's a very feisty bear. I, it would have come in the hatch and... It would have got him anyway, yeah. Roll. I don't know. Hello, I'm going to take Echo here. Please uh, don't mind me. Doody doody do. You got any picnic baskets? <laughs> um... I just I just don't buy this episode. I don't buy what it's trying to tell us um, because I don't want to buy it because it doesn't make any sense. I mean, okay, how do you surmise what's going on then? Locke's whole apology, what do you think Locke thinks the island wants him to do versus what he was doing? Yeah, you know, there's a problem there. It seems like he's saying the island wanted him to push the button, but it seems pretty clear from what the island led him to, that it didn't. I ha- Like I said, I have to believe that the island wanted Locke to not push the button and Echo to push the button, but for Locke to be okay with letting Echo yeah, push Yeah, I guess button. so, yeah. I guess that, that would have been... But I don't see why it needed to show Locke the pearl. Like, couldn't it just have... You know, he was already doubting anyway. Couldn't it just have sent Echo to say, look, I'll take over... You go do something else. Don't worry about it anymore. You know. I mean, I think Echo needed a reason to push the button. I mean, obviously they could have had it in a dream where, you know, his brother says, you need to press the button. But, you know, the video accomplishes giving Echo a reason to push it, which doesn't make any sense. Let's let's state that Oh, it's very preposterous. That if you see a video, an official looking video saying, hey, this is all a joke. Uh, you know, don't worry about this. Why would you say we need to press it more than ever? Yeah, I know. Sorry, that was that was my Saeed voice. Sorry, but I mean, his um, dream sort of said that. You know, yeah, they said like the work being done here is more important now than ever, and I feel like he knew that before the pearl. But for whatever reason, the pearl made him even more convinced. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, his reaction to the pearl was completely illogical. Um, made no sense. And he tried to explain himself, but it really... I think I think Echo is a cop, and he's setting up Locke. Oh, no. Yeah, I think they're growing weed on this island. Oh, that's the... I think Mike and Jan are the, the groups. Oh, look at that. That's almost <laughs> plausible. Uh, wow, they really... Oh, man, they've come a long way. And yeah, they're almost the right age. Research to save the world to a crappy pot farm in California. Well, the, the pot is very potent, and it has a nice mellow and smooth uh, high without the... Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm done. So... I'm done. Yeah, there's so many problems here. I, I want to say, like, do you think when Echo talked to Locke, he, that was really Echo talking to Locke? Like... You know how when Charlie comes back, he's sort of sleeping again? Like, it's sort of... It... <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think if someone's unconscious, um, it's hard to sort of have them walk, you know, the, as far as Echo walk. Because he was walking. 
they were not dragging him that whole way. You know, mm-hmm. that that guy weighs like 250 pounds at least oh, yeah. or something. Um, he was obviously sort of semi-conscious because he was sort of helping walk, you know, along the way. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's just a, you know, practical matter. Yeah. Uh, so they don't have to physically drag him right. around. But um, I think he was, I, I sort of think uh, Locke sort of imagined it. Um, you know, maybe the maybe the paste hasn't hadn't worn off all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do real quick want to say I hate that line. I really burned that bear good, huh? Oh god, <laughs> hated that line. Oh god, it was so like after the fact. It was like Locke. That was like ten years ago. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, why are you mentioning that now? But yeah, that was yeah. Weird. I just thought that was a weird line. But um, it sort of reminded yeah. me of what Kate did. You know, when Sawyer sort of. Like, all of a sudden, exactly. he starts talking to Kate. I'm like, I always thought that was a hallucination. I know you thought that really happened, but I was, you know, I was wondering what you thought about about this. Uh... To me, I think it was a hallucination. Um, because I think Echo was too out of it. And I think it was too specific. You know, he says, you're a hunter. Yeah. Which is what he wants to hear. Of course. You know, I don't really think Locke is a hunter. He hasn't proven himself to be a hunter. He wants to be, obviously. He definitely wants to be a hunter. And maybe that's his journey, is, is making the farmer a hunter. Oh, no. But uh, you can't, you can't take, you can, you can take the, the, the hunter out of the farmer, you can't take the farmer out of the hunter. You just can't. Um, or put the hunter in the farmer. Or, or put the hunter and farm on an island. Or, yeah. Oh, man. I th- I thought when Locke, when the, when the cops said, which one are you, John, a hunter or a farmer? I thought Locke was going to say, I'm both. Oh. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, no, he just um, smiled. I should, I should do a podcast called, I should do a podcast called What Claude Would Have Done. So I can have a whole, I just have a whole, I'll talk about my script. I'll just rewrite these episodes. <laughs> I'll just have things like I thought they were going to do or things that they should do, you know, and just see how that turns out. That sounds like fun. Yeah, well, stay tuned, guys. I'd, uh, will you let me join as a special guest just to listen? Yeah, yeah, you can listen to my crackpot theories and horrible, horrible dialogue. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, good. So, that was, I guess that was supposed to be the island talking to Locke, or just, just a pure hallucination straight from his mind. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to bring up, uh, Boone said, once again... He was the sacrifice the island demanded. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, I don't know. That still bothers me, but I... I well, that, that, he that's said become, it. like, the trademark phrase for Boone. He said it in a very, like... I, I didn't know whether, the, whether Boone was just was saying that, or, it, like, if he believed that or not. He goes, well, I was the sacrifice the island demanded. You know, like... Like, Locke thinks that, and so he's just saying that because he knows Locke thinks that. Yeah. Or if that's what Boone really thinks, you know, or and understands, you know, that it wasn't Locke's fault so much as that's what the island wanted. I couldn't tell by the way that he said it. So, I don't know this whole yeah. Boone thing with his being, you know... I Like I said, he, he makes that comment and about his being a sacrifice and he, he says in that weird... You know, anytime you have some sort of dream of someone who's dead, it's already creepy. And then, you know... A lot of times they'll say stuff, you know, I, I'm trying, I can't really give any other examples, but you know, I could see him saying, oh yeah, right, oh don't worry about my death, you know, the island wanted me sacrificed, right, uh-huh, 
You know what I mean? He's it's just sort of saying that because it's a dead person in your dream mm-hmm. and doesn't necessarily believe it. I've seen that in other other movies and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't really know if, if if that's true. You know, I don't know if if maybe that's part of the part of Locke's mess is that it he was wrong and the island really didn't want Boone sacrificed. You know, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know anymore. I don't want to speculate. This show is going so crazy with. This episode just makes me like, you know, after like, you know, how many years has it been? You know, two seasons and a and a sixteenth or whatever these three episodes will be. Not that low, but you know, two and more than two years of speculating about what's going on. It's fun, it's interesting, but at a certain point, it gets boring and old, you know, because I don't feel like we're any closer to figuring out what's going on. I really don't. You know, I mean, do you feel like we're closer to figuring out what's going on on the island than we were in the pilot? Um, with the others, yes, but specifically the island and what it wants and what it's about, not really. Yeah, and I think that's a little disconcerting to spend this much time and not really have you know just come up. You just you keep coming up with more questions. You know, we get to see Smokey and we see it do this and we do do that, and it's like, okay, well, why? You know? Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, the next episode will be better. It'll have a little things a little bit more concrete and, uh, you know, it'll be a little bit more interesting than this episode. This episode just like killed my spirit. <laughs> so hopefully the next episode will rebuild it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm expecting the- when I watched the first two, oh, that's right. I said this off podcast. I just want to point out, I actually liked the previous episode, the glass ballerina um, better than the glass ballerina was actually better than this episode, which is which is is hard to believe. But there was you know the the main plot line was just more interesting. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, I was excited watching doing. it. I was actually yeah. I actually cared what was happening, and it felt I felt like real suspense with stuff, and like I just and I never thought the day would come that I would enjoy a Sunjin flashback episode. More than yeah. one where Lockett's visions from the island. How how is that even possible? But it's not, it shouldn't be. I think part of the other thing is that you know the first two episodes were so radically different than anything else we've we've seen because it's in the other's home camp or whatever. Yeah. And I think this episode marks the beginning of business as usual. Yeah. And so it's a little bit of a letdown in that sense too. So not only was it sort of a crappy episode, but it's like boring because we've seen Locke go on journeys and quests and expeditions to do stuff and we've seen all that stuff so it's like oh that's sort of boring yeah you know whereas when we're when we're with the others we don't know what's going to happen everything they say and do is a potential clue to what's going on right so you know i think that's part of it too so hopefully the next episode i think the next episode will probably be with the others definitely yeah uh and then i think the episode after that will probably be I mean, Sun and Jin and Saeed should get back next episode, if not the one after. Yeah, they'll show up pretty soon. Uh, I think I think the last episode of this block, episode six, it's going to be, you know, the Losties, you know, Locke and, and potentially Echo, definitely Saeed, yeah. uh, potentially Jin, planning whatever they're going to go plan 
to go get uh, Kate, Jack, and Sawyer back. I think that I think it's going to be one of those episodes where we end on them going to attack, or yeah. or they go attack, or they go do whatever, and they get captured, or they get almost something. Yeah. So we'll leave on some big cliffhanger. I agree. I think something more will happen, some other weird thing, but... I think we'll get something a little bit nicer, too. Yeah. But I agree. that It's definitely building to that, clearly. Um, I think uh, the others having them captured, I don't think they're going to have them all season, and I think uh, that, uh, yeah, this, this segment will probably end with a cliffhanger about that, and they'll probably be back by episode 10 or so, yeah. I'd say. And then we can go back um, to business as usual. <laughs> did we? Yeah. Did we want to talk about the next on law stuff? Yes, but anything... before we, before we move on from this episode, I just want to bring up real quick this this uh, this scene where you know Hurley comes back and says you know they took Jack and Kate and Sawyer and and these two people waltz up and they're like you know why are you gonna tell us Hurley? Yeah, and uh, and this other guy who's like, "Who's the others? I don't know anything." Like, um, yeah, these two characters are gonna be like new main characters. Oh God, are they? They, uh, yeah, they. Uh, one of them is like the guy is like a big star in Brazil, and uh, nice. The other one, I don't know who she is, but uh, so he's the son of Brazil. Yeah. Um and. Uh, so they're they're gonna play a big role in the future, and they just sort of like came out of nowhere, like acting like everybody cares what they think or yeah. And it just it seemed really awkward and annoying, and that's the way they chose to introduce these characters. I don't know. I thought it was really awful. Yeah, I mean, when she's like, "When are we gonna tell us, Hurley?" I think I think the big thing. I mean, to me, that seems like a, a Claire line or something. You know, just because he's obviously been there for a little, been back for a little while, and he just hadn't told everybody, you know, because that's, I think that's a pretty hard thing for Hurley to tell people, um, especially that, you know, the beloved doctor, you know, has, has gone, the wisecracking Sawyer, too. Yeah. I guess, I guess someone cares about Kate. <laughs> I guess oh. someone cares she's missing. You know, who are they going to do girl talk with, I Yeah, guess. she's always good for that. Yeah. If you need someone to talk to you about your pregnancy, there's Kate. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting that they're going to be main characters. I thought it was a little weird how they, they did come out of nowhere and they seem to be like... I I, I don't... I need to watch that scene again because I don't buy... You, you're saying the guy says, who are the others? Well, he doesn't say he doesn't say that specifically, but when they say they took Jacket and so he's like, who's they? Some, yeah. something like that. Oh, okay, I'll buy that line. Like, like who? Like, I could see him questioning who he means in particular. But if if he if he's if he's never heard of the others, then he's like fresh from Brazil or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he just landed on the island that day. That's what I was thinking. Because like they've they talked about the others. In. They have no idea what's going on. Yeah, they've talked to the. It's like, did another plane just crash? <laughs> A little small commuter plane with two people on board. Yeah, and we're supposed to believe uh, that they've been there the whole time, but they clearly yeah. haven't. It's just, I don't know, it just really annoys me, but yeah. whatever. Well, it's interesting. I, I think it's cool to get uh, two new sort of people. I can't wait to see their backstories. Hopefully they're interesting. Mm. Uh, the Brazilian guy, he wasn't using an accent, right? Oh, he had so few lines I couldn't tell. 
Yeah, I, I, I didn't think... Because he looked like this other guy from this other TV show, so I was paying close attention to him because I didn't know if that was him or not. And I didn't think he had an accent, but maybe I don't, didn't catch it. But So I was just wondering, because if he has an accent, obviously he's going to... It's gonna change his backstory. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if he does or not. Because um, it just, yeah, he said so few words that he really could have avoided it if he wanted. Well, I think we'll only know if he has an accent when we hear him like talk for an extended yeah. period. Yeah, um, where it's just impossible to hide it. Um, don't try to hide it, but like Saeed always lapses into British in times of trouble. He does. He does. I was watching some other TV show. Oh. You know, oh, okay, I'll tell you later. All right. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing to do with Lost. I'll save it. All right. So, uh, so yeah, that, I guess that wraps it up for further instructions. Um, I uh, I do have some stuff about the official podcast that I want to uh, go over. And, okay. uh, and the next time on Lost Thing, I believe you have not watched. I have not watched it. Um. So, do you want to watch it and talk about it, or do you want to skip it all together? Or... Uh, I can watch it real quick. Why not? Alright. Do you want to do the official podcast stuff first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, first, Pickett and Colleen are an item. Alright? Okay, that was obvious. No Thanks, surprise guys. there. Uh, let's see. Uh, when... Um, Let's see. They pretty much they pretty much said in 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 their in the way that they make definitive statements as non definitively as possible that Ben was there before Dharma. Okay. They, That's a very interesting thing. We've theorized that. They yeah. A lot yeah, and they, they confirmed to to in the sense that they ever confirm anything that, that, that that's true. So they pretended to not hear the question and to be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. Yeah, so the idea is that um, is that they were there before, and also Rousseau apparently arrived on the island at approximately the same time as Dharma. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Um... Well, 16 years ago was... Was that 1990? 16 years... Well, from, from when... They're in 2004. So, that would have been 98. Oh, you know what? I thought it worked, but now you're right. It doesn't work at all. Um, it doesn't really work. They said that, too. Okay, well, shame on them. I, I'd like to mention... I was reading a... I was reading an interview with, uh, with Damon and Carlton and J.J. Abrams... And, like, uh, Damon actually referred to the scene where Locke comes out. It's after Walt burned the raft. And Locke comes out and he's like, they've sabotaged us and murdered us. And we need to worry about them. That was one of the best Locke speeches ever. He he refers to that scene. And he refers to it as being, he's like, yeah, so the others were attacking them. And then Locke makes the speech. And I'm like, man, you don't know your own show. Like, that's not what happened. He, he made that speech because Walt burned the raft and he was throwing him off Walt. Like, yeah. the others hadn't attacked him. So whatever, they're wrong well, the others. Show. Well, the others did attack them. I mean, that's not why he was making the speech, though. Yeah, that's what he said. He said he made the speech because the others were attacking yeah. him, and that's wrong. That's definitely wrong. Exactly. 
So uh, I guess you can't expect them to remember everything. I agree, but they, they don't quite know about their own show. I was thinking, I guess I was thinking 26 years. Because if you take 26 from 2004, you get like 78, and that's sort of plausible. Yeah. But uh, 16 isn't. That just doesn't work. But they really did no. state that, so shame on them. Um, okay. Well, when they said about the same time, maybe they mean in a like four or five year period. I mean, that's really barely about, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a stretch. Cause then Maybe I, Russo's cause, lying. Because, like, then I was going to say, you know, the others took this baby before this Dharma stuff happened, but now that theory just died. Um, what did you say? I was going to say maybe Rousseau was lying. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Maybe that's why Alex looks so old. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, okay, let's see. We will find... Oh, uh, I forgot to mention that this is spoiler stuff. Uh... Oh, I think people got it. All right. Well, because of what I'm about to say, I guess I felt particularly guilty if this... Uh, uh, not that this is a huge spoiler, but it's a spoiler. More yeah, of a spoiler this is our spoiler thing. section, everybody. Our our little sad spoiler section. Yeah, okay. We will find the flame station in season three. So. The flame. What station is... That's just one of the stations on the blast door map? Yeah. Okay, we should talk about what could be in that station... I agree. Right now? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just one day. One day. Yeah, so they, they confirm that that's uh, to be to be found. Um, let's see. They pseudo... Oh, I know what's in the flame station. What? It's uh, the controls for Smokey. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I'm going on record. Now it's I'm... at least got something to do with Smokey if it's not going to be like... The control board, or the cutoff switch, or the whatever. That would be a, that would be something. That would be something. So you think Smokey is a Dharma thing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of agree, but it's. I mean, strange. I don't really think it could be a Dharma thing. I just don't feel like Dharma has the ability to create something like that. Uh, that's a very. I mean, it's either very advanced piece of technology. Or a very mystical piece of magic. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is. Depending on what it is, it's still something crazy. I don't think Dharma has access to anything magical. And I just don't believe they could create that technologically either. And yet, you think they have controls for it. Yeah, I think there's controls for it. Because it seems like a a machine. I mean, you hear those noises when it's doing stuff. It, they're, they're at least presenting it like it's got machine-like qualities. And, you know, Rousseau says it's a security system. You know, most security systems you build, you know, I mean, obviously you can use animals to guard things, like dogs and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I sort of, I, I think it was built by somebody. Whether it was Dharma or whoever was on the island before Dharma, I'm not quite sure. But, I don't know, I'd like to think that they're going to find the controls for it. And But you think, even if Dharma didn't build it, they figured out how to control it? I didn't say that, did I? Well, you said they were going to find the controls in the flame station, which is a Dharma really? station. Hmm. Hmm, hmm. did I? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Michael from uh, the office and say, I don't remember saying that. All right. I don't think I said that. <laughs> All right. Haven't seen The Office, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, they, 
pseudo confirmed that Ben is the leader of the others. Oh, hurrah! Um, <laughs> hey, try to care, try to care. <laughs> and uh, you'll love this one. Uh oh. Claire and Charlie are going to become involved in another love triangle. Another one? Yes. Like Claire, Charlie, and the Brazilian guy. Something like that. Who else could it be? Unless unless it's gonna be like Claire Charlie starts falling for some other woman, presumably the new girl. Yeah, maybe. And her then Claire and, gets yeah. Claire gets really jealous because Oh, that's really boring. <laughs> It is. You're right. You're right. I do love it. I knew you would. Um, I love it like a canker sore. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Pretty fish podcast. All right. So you want to talk about next on Lost? Sure. So okay, let's go ahead. Uh, we'll play the audio of the next on Lost ABC American version. Uh, the next episode is Every Man for Himself, uh, which is a very interesting title. Okay, here it goes. You love this guy? What? I said, do you love him? Do you love him? Do you love him? Do you love him? An all-new Lost, next Wednesday at 9, 8 central. And The Nine starts right now on ABC. The Nine starts right now, guys. We're missing it. All right, that was weird. Is this is this Lost? Did I watch the right clip? I think you did. I, I thought this it looked like all my children. <laughs> Do you love him? Yes, I love him. <laughs> He's got a beet farm, and he's rich. You know, the Canadian one's very different. Yeah, okay. Here's the here's the Canadian one. Let's see what that looks like. <laughs> it's every man for himself. You gotta leave me. Looks like screens on us. What am I here to see? Let's go for a walk. What's up there? Something I want you to see. There's nowhere to run. <laughs> The only way to gain a con man's respect is to con him. A new episode of Lost, next Wednesday at 7 Central on CTV. Alright. Well, the Canadian version definitely, I think, um, validates what uh, what we theorized last podcast. Because I think when he says the only way to gain a con man's respect is to con him, the whole building thing, I think, is a con. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you think I that's think that, what they're referring I, to? I think that's what they're referring to. I really do. Okay. So I think we're gonna find out it was. A, I mean, I really don't think, because I, I mean, yeah. I just I already thought it was a test, but this now it's not so much of a test as it's just a con. Uh, for whatever reason, I guess we'll find out. But it's just a con. He's just gonna con him because he can. Uh, the American version was weird. Um, I guess are they are they asking? If Kate loves Sawyer, or is it Jack? It's not clear. It's not clear who's okay. asking, and it's... Yeah, I mean, it was weird. The way they edited it, like, it could be... Really, they don't even have to be asking Kate. It could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It's the uh, it's the tree frog that Sawyer killed. It's it's back again, alive. <laughs> Do you love him? Do you love him? <laughs> ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> well, I'll take There's that as a yes. <laughs> Every frog for himself. Uh, and then the Canadian version, which I think is usually better. The Canadian version usually has like more interesting things going on. Yeah, like they sh- they show a little bit more about the episode. I think I agree. You know, um, I wanted to say the Canadian version last time pretty much just showed the the intro to this this episode further instructions. Um, yeah, it really did. That was pretty much. I mean, with a few little flashes, but. There wasn't anything else to show. Yeah, it's just weird. They just basically took the intro and made that the promo. Yeah, you know. Um, and the American version, they just they try to make it seem really intense, like people screaming and doing shit, and you know, it seems like the Canadian version is always a little more calm. And, it is. Well, you don't want to upset a Canadian. Yeah, I guess not, because we all know what happens when Canadians get upset. We do. We don't need. We don't need to mention it. Uh, right, because we all know. We all um, know. Yeah, the Canadian version. You know, obviously, it's, it showed um, Ben. They're climbing up some sort of hill or mountain. And he's going to show them something, uh, which I'm assuming might be where they live. He's going to, you know, sort of get up on a ridge and then show them in the distance where they live. Really? Yeah. Well, that's just an idea, but that's what I think. Okay. Unless he's going to show them, I mean, to get up on top of something to show somebody, I mean, you could show them, hey, look, the island's really big, but I think they know that already. Yeah. Um, You could show them maybe, uh, I I don't know what else you could see in a distance other than their place, you know. You would see a lot of jungle unless there's something really crazy that they're going to show, so... Yeah, I mean, I was assuming he was going to show him, like, look, the island isn't here, I don't know. <laughs> look, there's Hawaii, right there. <laughs> Let's go down for a hula dance. I, I didn't think it was going to be, I didn't think it was going to be something we've already seen, but it, it could be, that seems plausible. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he would show Sawyer that, but... Oh, don't ask why, just go along with okay, it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Asking why will make you hate this show. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I'm glad. I'm glad. We really love. I, I love our listeners. I'm glad there's people out there who want to hear us ask why. Uh, I'm sure they're asking themselves why all the time, and hopefully tune in to hear us come up with answers that are somewhat plausible, at least most of the time. Uh, this episode, there was just a lot of things we couldn't explain because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. The stick falling from the sky, you know, Locke being out for a whole day. Sure, why not? <laughs> Polar Bear took Echo to his life. Polar Bear taking Echo just because. Just because. They're like, we haven't seen the Polar Bear in this season yet. Let's show him. And it's like, well, guys, it's only been two episodes. Okay. Yeah, I show I the Polar Bear early. I don't Get even out think way. we saw the polar bears last season. We didn't? I don't think so. Can you think of anything yeah. from season two with the polar bears? I can't. No, no polar bear in season two, I don't think. I think it was just just the pilot and then the, the one that attacked Wall. Yeah. I don't think they showed up again. So yeah, I think they were just like, eh, it's about time. We'll just throw a polar bear in there. 
Yeah, why not? Next is gonna be tree frogs gonna take Charlie out or something. God. Whole gaggle of tree frogs. That's actually um, pretty scary. <laughs> well, it's gonna be all CG, so it won't be that scary. Uh, okay. <laughs> it won't look that scary. It'll look really fake. A shitload of real tree frogs would be terrifying, but yeah. CG yeah. tree frogs, nah. Nah. Uh, so, I think we're done, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Short this is a, this is a, well, it's, what, about two and a half hours? It's a little bit shorter than our, than our standards have been, um, but there hasn't been that much to talk about, um, so what can you do? Um... This is still longer than most podcasts out there, so... Yeah. Hopefully people... Show one for uh, us, I guess. But, show one uh, for us. For, uh... Yeah, for most podcasts. Hopefully people, uh... Yeah, hopefully people can uh, get through... Get through their commutes and, and their work days with this one. Um... Yeah. I think that's it. I agree. Cool. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it, as always. Um... Yeah. Thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.